Hey, Ashley. Hey, Olivia. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. And we're back. Yes, season two is here. Woo! Who knew we'd make it this far? I'm so proud of us. Me too. Episode 20, man. That's pretty intense. Yeah. I feel like we've read... I mean, we've obviously on our own read more than that, but, like, I'm also proud of us for just being, like, badass reading ladies. Yeah, me too. We're doing really good. Yeah. Just to toot our own horns a little bit. We're awesome. (laughs) We read books. (laughs) We read a lot of books. I don't know if you know, but... (laughs) Not sure if you are aware, but we read lots of books, and we talk about them. (laughs) Oof. Oh, yay. oh wait, we need a cheers. Oh right, cheers. It's been so long we don't even remember anymore. Oh, oh my gosh. What are you drinking? I am drinking um red blend flavored wine <laughs> from the corner market. <laughs> nice red blend. How much was it? Eight dollars. Because my market mm, it's expensive. <laughs> oh, it's like it should be like four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> $8 bottle of wine in my market is like a $4 bottle of wine at Trader Joe's. Well, Trader but, Joe's, I feel like they are in cahoots with the alcohol industry because I don't know how they get their prices so low. I don't either. You know, you got to support the local people, right? Yeah. I mean, those um, dudes market, always look out for you. Right. I know. I know. So I'll buy an $8 bottle of wine there. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, give you one guess. <laughs> Is it a gin and tonic? Well, yes, and it is. <laughs> and I just uh-huh. finished a cup of coffee. Nice. Mm, what a yummy combination. <laughs> so good together. <laughs> I need to mix it up. I'm going to, like, I know that there was talk about us, like, matching our drinks to our books, and we just haven't really done that. We have not. It's hard. It would be, it would be fun. I'm just not that fancy with my drinks. I know. I mean, I'm not saying I know you aren't. Like, I know. Me too. I know you're not. (laughs) I know. You're just not fancy. It's something that has bothered me about you for so many years. Well, something that really bothers me about our friendship is your lack of fanciness. (laughs) Specifically coming to drinks. Like, your lack of fanciness in other ways I can deal with. But just the drinks. Come on. Get it together. (laughs) I mean... Okay, maybe that would be a fun season three <laughs> additive. I love that you're like, I'm not even going to worry about that for season two. That's just not happening. <laughs> well, I already ruined it. <laughs> right? I mean, okay, so we read Yah, Jesse's Homegoing. I don't know that this is necessarily the book that I'm like, I'm going to match it to my drink. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay, we can start with book two. Yeah, I feel like that would just be, like, kind of insulting. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You're right. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So, well, now that we're drinking our drinks that are not aligned with the book, do you want to tell us a little bit about the book? Ooh, Okay. (laughs) So, I'm going to start by saying, remember when we read that other book and you were like, this is not the time for me to be reading this? Yes. Okay. 
because I've had so much going on in my life right now, I did not dedicate as much time to this book as I wish that I did. Right. So I'm going to preface my description <laughs> with saying that. Are you going to uh, have another, like, and then the ending was amazing <laughs> when actually somebody was murdered? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then I drank a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be a little bit better, although we'll see. <laughs> so, <laughs> this book uh, is about, it's to me it's more, it's kind of like looking at a family line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of a group of people originating from Africa, um, part of the family is sold off into slavery, mm-hmm. another part of the family is married off to the white man. Um, and it's chapter by chapter goes through each person's story briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me read very biblically mm, yeah, story I can see that. and seeing how everyone was connected mm-hmm. and yeah, that's a quick kind of description. I would say that's totally accurate. Yeah. I was describing it to somebody. I can't remember who. Um, and I was like, it's basically like. A family line, like two, two branches off of the same tree that like start with the same ancestor. Um, yeah, I really like how you described it biblically. I didn't even think about that, but I totally see that when you when you said it. That totally makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, it kind of all came together when I think I was like halfway through. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, when I learned how to make that family tree in Bible is lit. Like I wish that I'd made that for this book. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of the same thing that's happening here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, trying to figure out how everyone's connected and the yeah. son of so-and-so and the great-grandmother of blah, blah, blah. It was yeah. just like, it was a lot of names to remember. Totally. Also, shout out, Bible is Lit, one of my favorite yeah. Mills classes of yes. all times. <laughs> I noticed, too, that one of the characters' names in here, well, like, one of the children mm-hmm. is Beulah. Mm-hmm. And that was the... Beulah. That woman is fantastic. She's amazing. I just want to wax poetic. I don't. I wonder what she's up to. I have no idea. But, like, after taking that class, I was like, I want to be you. Same. <laughs> I was like, where'd you go to school? Tell me everything. Maybe I'm going to become you when I grow up. I want to go to theology school and then come back and teach at Mills. <laughs> yeah. I really thought about it. Dreams. Um, but, yeah, I mean... That's kind of why it was about halfway through that I was like, okay, I'm now starting to see all these other connections, mm-hmm. and this is a book that I would love to go into similarly to the mm-hmm. Bible and, like, write down the family tree mm-hmm. and, like, see what the connections are, because I think that me reading it while I had so much else going on that some things probably just passed over, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because um, I did have to keep, I would, like, be like, okay, wait. Who's this character? And I'd like flip back to the beginning, like, okay, wait, is there a connection here? Like, yeah. how did this name get here? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would love to take more notes during it, I guess. Yeah, I for sure was like living by the family tree on that front section. Was, like, yeah. constantly going back. And I was reading it, like, I've read through it, I would say, rather quickly um, for a book of its size. Yeah. Uh, what is it, like, 300? pages yeah it's it's like not a quick read 
It's not like when we were reading all those mysteries and it was like I could read like a chapter like in a half an hour. Right. Um, but I like I was I was reading it at a good clip, you know, like where could start it back up again. But I was like reading it every day because I, I really enjoyed this book. And um, I for the most part was good at following along, but I definitely still lived by the by the yeah. um, family tree just because I think. One thing that I was trying, I really wanted to keep track of was kind of comparing, like, timeline-wise, what was going on in Nigeria versus what was going on in America. Yeah. Um, Because obviously as, oh, I don't, maybe not obviously, but for me as an American, I definitely am more conversant in, like, American history. I don't really know very much about Nigerian history. Um, And so... I was like, oh, okay. I even though there weren't there weren't like timestamps, I could recognize like, oh, okay, this is this is around the era that we're yeah. in currently. Because some some of the stories, it was like you were hearing about this character or this person at a young age, and then for some of them, you were hearing about them at a later age. So it wasn't like it was a consistent like every twenty years or every thirty years. Right. Um, Do you think? Something that stood out to me while I was reading, and it's interesting because you kind of just mentioned this, do you think it was necessary when she did put the years in? There was a few times where she was like, and this was the summer of 1882 or something. Oh, you know, did I, she, I didn't even notice it, to be honest. It kind of stood out to me. I remember there being like three times. Mm-hmm. And it would. she would try to slip it in where it'd be like, and this was when I was, or when he was five years younger in 18, blah, blah, blah. Mm, and I kind of was like, is that not, are you putting that here just so that we know Yeah. where we are? Like, huh. I don't know. I kind of felt like that was a little unnecessary. Huh, that's really interesting. Makes, to me, it stood out a lot. Yeah. Because all you're seeing these numbers, but yeah. I don't know. If you don't remember it, then maybe. Well, I didn't notice them. And I guess I was like, in my mind, I was under the impression that there were like, no dates so that's really interesting I maybe I just kind of like skimmed over the years I don't know why I would have I feel like I feel like it isn't necessary to have those years explicitly mentioned because I think even without me necessarily noticing them or being cognizant of them I still generally understood but I also think that if you're I don't know. Some readers are history buffs, and when they're reading like historical fiction, they want that accuracy. And I could yeah. see if I was more nitpicky, if I was more conversant in um, the history, that I might want that accuracy. Yeah, I just found an example actually. Okay. So let me just read it to you and see what you think. <laughs> um, it said. James held the gun in his lap as they rode through the forest. The last time he'd held one was five years before in 1819, for his 12th birthday. Oh, interesting. That's like, that's kind of like an info dump. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That kind of feels like, and he had long dark hair and, you know, I don't know, was five foot seven or something. You know, like when they give you too much information all at once and you're like, ah, I'm pulled out. It sounds like writing. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt with the years. Mm-hmm. It was always like a, and he did this and this. It was the year, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, another thing I noticed, I noticed this towards the end, so I don't know if I was just like, think of things to talk about. But like, <laughs> um, it seemed like when we were in America, the descriptions 
were not as descriptive. Hmm. Like, it stood out. There was one chapter that started, it was like, it was a warm day in the fall in blah, blah, blah city. Right. That was in America. Uh But I feel like when we were in Africa, the descriptions were more colorful Hmm. and, like, there was, you know, scents and, like, imagery and flowers and, you know, whatever. details. Yeah. And I was wondering if... I was kind of interested in, like, I wonder if that's because... I don't know. I was just thinking of, like, storytelling histories, Mm -hmm. you know, and, like, stories being passed down, and maybe that's more characteristic of, you know... I don't know, the stories passed down in these tribes or something. Right, or, like, more of, like, a maybe an oral history and... Right. Huh, that's so interesting. I didn't notice that, but I could... I don't know. I feel like this was a really well-crafted book, and so I would <laughs> probably guess that if, if that was happening, that it would have some kind of reference or there would be, like, yeah. a reason. There would be, like, a... a an intentional reason behind that crafting. Um, one thing that I noticed, like, in terms of the sort of style between the two of them was less of a, I, or maybe not style, for my reading, my personal reading, was that when I was personally reading the America sections, I felt really comfortable in the description and in the setting. Like, I felt like, I knew what was going on to an extent. Um, I could recognize those scenes because they're scenes that I've, like, seen in my mind's eye before through, like, other writing. But for me as a reader, when I was reading the scenes in Nigeria, I felt like everything was new. Everything was unfamiliar. Everything was different. So, like, for me, I was, like, lapping up those descriptions a lot more. Yeah. um, Yeah. As a reader. And I think that was more just, like, my own background. Right. That makes sense, too. I, I feel similarly to that, um, which was, I think, that was my other thought. I was like, okay, is this on purpose? Or, A, am I not paying attention as much to this, the descriptions in America because mm-hmm. it's familiar to me? Or, B, is she not putting as much description into the America section because she is assuming that it'll be familiar to people? Right. I don't know. Was this originally published in America? Uh, I don't know. I just was thinking more like, you know, the American history is more. Yeah. Like, the American history of these events is more commonly discussed, I think. Yeah. Well, because I know that, like, she is Nigerian-American, yeah, Jesse, the author, and she, like, was born, oh, she's, she's, oh, not Nigerian then? She's from Ghana. Ghana. Okay, so she was, I'm looking at the back now. She's born in Ghana, but, like, moved to Alabama at a young age and lives in Berkeley. You could go to her house. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but me, I'm two hours away. I'm too far. Um, no, but um, I wonder, I guess, I didn't, I didn't look up the publishing history of this book, but one thing that I, like, this is, like, a side note, but thinking about, um, 
authors who are like multicultural and or authors who publish in multiple languages i'm always intrigued to hear about like the whole process of translation and whether mm -hmm. it's the author that translates it or it's like another translator how it, i just think it's interesting when you have like authors who have their works sort of translated into multiple languages or they're like multicultural authors who have like the two versions right and that's all <laughs> Nice. Oh, okay. Side thought. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it'd be super cool to be a translator, but like I don't know other languages. So I felt similarly, but yeah, I don't know other language. So I really want to practice my Spanish skills, though. And like for a long time, I've been thinking about getting um, goosebumps in Spanish because I know uh, that they have goosebumps. They have like Spanish language version of goosebumps. It's just like the goosebumps stories, but they're translated. Because yeah. I had some students who like when I first started teaching and I taught that one class that was for students who don't speak English very much um, yeah. or just learning English. And during like silent reading, they'd be like, can we read, can we read goosebumps in Spanish? And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, as long as you're reading, yeah. I'm chill with that. So yeah. I was like, Ooh, that could be like my little into, like, I'm not going to bust out some like Marquez in Spanish, <laughs> but I can read some R.L. Stein in Spanish. Yeah. That's what I used to, I like the Hardy Boys a lot. Nice. And so I remember I was like reading it on the bus one time and some guy came up to me and was like, Oh, where are you from? I was like, Here and he was like, Oh, you're not like learning how to read in English right now. <laughs> no. But apparently the Hardy Boys is often something that people give out to like learn to read in English because it's so simple. That's cool. So like, oh, I wonder if they make books, if, like, Hardy Boys is printed in other languages. It is. I'm going to, like, bust – I've been, like – this has been my resolutions for le resolution for, like, a year <laughs> to go on Amazon and buy some, like, used kids' books in Spanish. But, like, I fucking love Goosebumps, and, yeah. <laughs> like, I would genuinely enjoy reading those stories. So Yeah. Uh, I like Hardy Boys, too. I was more of a Nancy Drew gal. Yeah. But, um – I would totally I like read this. Through, but for some reason, I ended up like collecting Hardy Boys. I collected but. the Nancy Drew. My grandma would always get them because I think that's when Costco was like reprinting both Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. Oh yeah. So like, okay. I had a whole bunch, and I hope they're still at my parents' house. They've been like trying to get me to take these boxes of shit that was in my old room for like a while now. Every time I go over, they were like, they're like Ashley, look at the hallway, and I go in the hallway, and the boxes are there, like. We redid the whole room, and, like, we can't leave those stupid boxes in there, in there anymore, so they, like, migrated the hallway, and I was like, I'm not taking them tonight, and I'm the worst. Like, I just needed to get them. I literally live seven minutes away from my parents, and they have these boxes that I refuse to take. <laughs> oh, God. That's how... Oh, my God. When I lose my job, I'm going to have to go home and then go to my parents' house in the mountains. They're rarely there, but I have a full room in the mountains with full of my stuff oh my god i don't understand how i could have a full house here and a full room somewhere else that's still full of my stuff i think you should write a memoir and you should call it full room in the mountains i just really <laughs> like that title great i'll start working on it it's like a room of one's own but it's like oh no i saw that <laughs> did you spill no. <laughs> oh my god, I almost did though. Um, 
it's like a remove one's own, except for it's about how you have to clean out your shit. Yeah. A room of a high school hoarder. <laughs> a room in the mountains. A full room in the mountains. Great. I'll start writing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have no idea what's in there. Wait, are you going to move to your parents' house after? Oh. Oh, oh yeah. okay. No, I just, like, they keep they keep saying, like, yeah, you remember how you have a full room of stuff that you can go through? And gotcha. I'm like, yeah, okay. I got so you. home long enough for us to go to the mountains. Yes. You know, it's yes. like, so. Okay, I, I thought you were saying that, like, you were moving back home, and I was like, what? That's huge. No, no, I'm staying here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that this caused so many people to want to talk to me. Oh, really? I don't know why. So many people were like, oh, what is that? What are you reading? What's going on? <gasps> oh, so it wasn't even like they were like, I read that book and I loved it. They were just like curious? Oh, like five people took the name down. Interesting. That's and this was like out at bars or like on the bus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I started a new semester of that creative writing class I take in the evenings. and. Oh, yeah. On, like, the first day, the professor dude was like, is anybody reading any books? And I was like, has anybody read a book in the new year, you know, that they liked? Or I don't I don't remember his question. Yeah. point was I was like, yes, I'm reading a book, or I read a book that I really like. Because I, like I said before, I really, 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 really enjoyed this book. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, I read Homegoing by Yaw Jesse. And everybody was like, what, what, what? And like, you and I, we always send each other those, like, links of, like, popular books. Yeah. So I had seen it. Yeah. But I was kind of surprised that nobody else had heard of it. Yeah. No one that I had interacted with had heard of it either. hmm So interesting. It's very interesting. But, yeah. I think, like, five people took the name down and they're going to read good. it now. So That's good. I even had one of the guys that asked me about it was at 389. hmm I went back, like, you know, later. He's like... Did you finish that book? How was it? What did you think? I haven't gotten it yet, but, like, what did you like it? He, like, Aww. remembered because of the book. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I, upset, so. I like, okay, so back to that thing where you were describing it sort of, like, as being biblical in nature. Yeah. I feel like this is, I, I don't, I don't think I've said it, bless you, for any of the books that we've read in season one, um, but... I would totally like. I want to reread it. I want. I think. I, I think I need to reread it um, yeah. because I was really focused on the storylines and I was really focused on just getting down that information. But I didn't really have an opportunity to sort of delve under the surface in my reading. Yeah. Like I feel yep. like I was just like absorbing information during the first reading. Right. And I want to go back and reread. Because like I said, I feel like it's really well crafted. I think she's a fantastic writer. I think yeah. some of the things you, you brought up, like I want to keep in mind as I reread. I like, I want to go back and look for more, like you said, sort of connections um, mm-hmm. through the storylines and through time. Because I, it's like I have a sense of all of that being there, but I, I wasn't able to really focus on it my first time through. Right. Yeah. I feel like the first time is very surface level. Mm-hmm. But I totally agree. I think that when I do lose my job, I, this is a book that I want to go back to because I think 
honestly, my mind is just like so many places right now yeah. that it was really hard to dive deep into it. Totally. But I would love to read this on a day where like I don't have someone calling me every five minutes and like interrupting yeah. the reading process. You know, yeah. like I would love to read it again. I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's a book that I want to like write in the margins of all the time. And I didn't do any of that my first time through. Also, it's like the whole time I was reading it, I was like, turning to Michael and being like, you have to read this. Like, it's really intense, but it's really important, and it's really good. Intense is a word that I kept using when people were asking me about it. I was like, it's intense. Yeah. Like, it's a really intense book. I mean, obviously, it's talking about slavery. Right. But it was so... There were sections that were so graphic. Right, yeah. And there were sections that were just like... I felt gutted afterwards. I just felt like hollow. Um, Yeah. Because I think she did a really fantastic job of poignantly describing these experiences in a way that sometimes, like, made me feel complicit, you know, as as being a product of, is particularly the American side, but obviously the two sides are, like, very interwoven, so you can't really separate the two. But it's just almost yeah. like, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not describing it as, like, white guilt or anything, but more just, like, this is real history of our country, and I just felt, I felt the weight of it really, really heavily. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that that was another reason why, I think it took me, I want to say, like, the first half of the book, I was slow reading it, because Mm -hmm. it was just adjusting to reading this was really difficult and then the second half I read pretty quickly as you talked about like not fast in the way where it's like page turner but just Mm -hmm. like you get into a groove with it but yeah um I think not only because of just like work interruptions but I had to take moments Mm -hmm. and just like oh my god that was really heavy I totally agree like just the way that she would talk about bodies um was yeah yeah, I felt like it was a nice balance, though. That's a weird way to put it. But, like, I feel like it was super balanced in that, like, it was graphic, but it was also, it wasn't, like, exploitative, you know? Yeah, it was just true. Yeah. It was really real. Yeah. And that's almost when it gets harder. Yeah, right? for sure. This is not exaggerated. This is the reality of so many people. Right. Yeah, it was intense, though. But, yeah, but like I said, like, I totally want to reread it, and I feel like I want, like you said, to sort of, like, pass it on to others. I um, I really enjoyed having these, like, distilled moments from these different characters' lives. These kind of, like, in some ways very important moments, but also in other ways totally mundane moments within the larger context of their lives because it wasn't like this is the most important moment of this character's life. It was almost like... I I felt like it was cinematic to a certain extent where you would almost like zoom in on like this one situation or this one moment in their life. And then it's like you zoom back out and then you dive into the next generation. And I like... I didn't have a favorite character or anything. I felt, like, compelled by all of them. Yeah. Another thing I totally forgot about till just now that would be 
something, like, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to reread it again, is to connect the concept of fire. Mm. That was mentioned so many times. Yes. And about different women. And, like, even at the end, right, there was something about there being fire. Yes. Um, and that's one of the things that I think because I, it was surface level reading the first time around, like, I made note that there was a, a lot of mention of it, but yeah. I wasn't able to connect or right. really dive into what that meaning was. Yeah, yeah. That, along with kind of like the legacy of that stone necklace, so, yeah. and then also sort of the idea of what can be passed on generation through generation, like the yeah. idea of like a curse being passed on, the idea of... um sort of culpability being passed on the 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 sort of like non-physical things that are passed on from generation to generation was really interesting and I'd like to explore more too yeah okay um yeah I mean at first I was like I don't know what I'm gonna have to say about this book because it was just I don't know it there was so much feeling behind it and it was really heavy. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have all these different thoughts and ideas. And yeah. Totally. Was, she's a great writer. I know. Does... But I told everyone that I'm not passing it on and they need to buy it because we need to support yeah. young black women authors. <laughs> totally. I agree. Yeah. I, I, you're buying it. <laughs> I bought it for real. Actually, I called, I really, really, really tried to buy it from my local bookstore <laughs> Um, but they, they were like, yeah, we had it, but it got sold out and like, we're getting a new order, but it's not here yet. And I was like, I have to start reading it. (laughs) Yeah. I was the same way. Is this, oh my gosh, it's been so (laughs) The one that came super late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because I I was trying to find it and I went to like a few different bookstores and I couldn't find it. And so I finally ordered it and it came like super late and I was like, oh wow, this book must be like selling really quickly. I think it is. And, like, when I did get it on Amazon, I was, like, you know how the algorithm kind of, like, knows knows what you want? And then yeah. later on, you're, like, on other websites and you're seeing, like, shit you already bought. It was, like, yeah. home going was everywhere. And I was, like, I don't know how much that's, like, the Amazon algorithm and how much it's, like, just this book getting popular or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's interesting, though. Like, like you already said we've already seen it several places or like it was at least something that we were aware of. Right. But I haven't heard anyone talking about it. Yeah. Although in to kind of like think about the context of life, I don't really, I don't really have that many conversations with people about like what the newest bestseller is or what like the newest like hat books are the way that I do about shows or like movies even. Right, I guess that's true. Which is funny. I, yeah. I consume way more books than I do movies. Like, I hardly ever get to the movies. <laughs> but, oh my god, I don't remember the last time I went to a movie. <laughs> we still haven't seen Girl on the Train. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we should have a movie night. We should, yeah. <laughs> I know, I want to, I don't know. I'm <sighs> sort of like part of my feelings about everything that's going on in our country right now. Um, is, like, trying to balance self-care. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, it just feels like every hour it's, like, something else, and it's horrible and crazy and scary and weird and just, ugh, vomity. Um, but yeah. 
I'm trying to like also balance with self care. And so like a couple weeks ago, a few of my coworkers came over and we like hung nice. out and we wrote postcards, you know? And so it was like, yeah. it was like political, but also it was like getting together and we drank champagne and it was nice, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think part of this is also just like being somebody in my twenties, um, who is trying, I like, I try to find times to like be active and social yeah. and not just like come home from work and like go sit on the couch. Right. Um, so I've been like trying to figure out ways to like have more events. I don't know. Just like connect yeah. with people more. I think it's so easy for me. I'm an introvert. It's so easy to just like not see anybody for like a fucking month. <laughs> Right. It is too, so easy, and I think right now is the time that we need to, as you just said, like, avoid that. Yeah. Try to find people to do something with, yeah. no matter what it is, just to, like, it can be damaging, I think, during a time where so much is happening, to yeah. then also just pull yourself up. Yeah, I feel like the isolation is, it's unhealthy if the, I mean, I, I think it's so awesome, like, and I really pride myself on the times when I'm, like, alone and it's re-energizing and it's great, but I think it can also be super unhealthy if it's, like, you're grieving or you're hurting or you're dealing with the shit that is, like, Donald Trump being president, um, and to sort of be with other people can be such a salve. I don't know. It helps. Yeah, I totally agree. So, movie nights for all. Movie nights for all. Yay. <laughs> oh, that's the next executive order that I'm putting forth. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Ugh, Ashley, executive order. <laughs> I'm not an executive, but I'm going <laughs> to order you. Woo-hoo. Hey, you can pretend. I'll can. Well, yeah, a lot of I'm people are pretending. <laughs> just about to say, oh, that was more real than I meant it to be. <laughs> so i mean let's end on a positive note (laughs) yay season two yay season two this was a great book to start season two with i agree and i think we're like i'm i'm happy that we kind of are making one of our focuses to try to, like, be cognizant of, like, the authors that we're supporting. And like you said, like, not that we don't want to share our books, but saying, hey, go out and buy it is super, super awesome. Yeah, totally. I like it. All right. So our next book comes recommended via Instagram by Alberto. Hey. Hey. Who has suggested that we read Real Artists Have Day Jobs and other awesome things they don't teach you in school by Sarah Benincasa. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alberto. That's going to be our next book. Alberto, we we love you. We love you. (laughs) Real suggestion. Thank you so much. Yes. So that'll be next, um, our second book of season dos. Yay. Yay. So go order it, drunkers. Get on it so you can listen to us talk about it. Woo! <laughs> and then after that, we'll be reading Asada, an autobiography. And, um, yeah, and then we'll then we'll continue. But send us suggestions because we're super down. Yes, we are. So excited. 
so excited for suggestions. It literally made my day. Yes. When I saw that come in. Honestly, anytime that anybody comments, like, that we don't know. I mean, I'm also excited for the people we know because, like, they're awesome. Otherwise, we wouldn't be friends with them. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but anytime, like, a stranger comments something, I'm just like, oh, my God. Yep. This is amazing. It's amazing when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love it. Oh, so on that note, people can find us in many places. Yes, like Instagram at Drunk of the Book. And Twitter at Drunk of the Book. Uh, they can email us at drunkofthebook at gmail.com they can find us on iTunes Mm -hmm. Stitcher Mm -hmm. anywhere else our website drunkofthebook.com also has the uploaded versions of our podcast if you haven't subscribed but you should subscribe you should subscribe and you should comment please yes we with, we're very into the comments. I don't remember if we officially put out the call last time, but we were. There was talk about commenting w- with like your grocery list or write a poem yeah. or anything. literally anything. We'll yeah. take it. We're, we're so excited. Yeah, we will. Yay. We will enjoy it much. Yes, please. <laughs> Let's get reading. Yay. Yay! We did it. I feel so out of practice. I know.